We are almost halfway through the Premier League season and just five points separates the bottom eight clubs in the Premier League table. We are truly on for relegation scrap this year. Roll that intro. So first things first, welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. If you aren't already, please make sure you like the video and hit subscribe to our channel for free weekly football content. Today, obviously, you know, in our last episode, for those viewers who have seen it already, we talked more about the top clubs, you know, who can win the title, etc. This week, it's about the bottom end of the table. As I said before, five points, just five points, separates the bottom eight clubs in a Premier League table. So there's so many different permutations, variations that could happen. Today, we will be debating, discussing all those current options and also reviewing our, our pre-season predictions to see if any of us are anywhere close. So, Reese, we'll kick things off with yourself. And what we'll do, we'll go top down. So we'll start with 13th place Leicester City. We'll talk through the clubs and we'll just give you a bit of analysis on whether we think they'll they'll actually be in this relegation scrap. Yeah, I mean, Leicester, they had a horrible start, didn't they, to the season? I think they couldn't even buy a win for the first few games. Um, you know, it was looking very bleak. It looked like Rogers, Rogers rather, was was probably going to be out of the job by the end of August, mid-September. But they picked it up a little bit. Um, and they seemed confident that they were going to pick it up a little bit. You know, I think that's why the board, one of the reasons probably why the board chose not to sack him. Um but they're on 17 points at the moment. You know, that's, that is just sort of three points from 18th where it's occupied by Forest. But I think they've improved. So I think I think they'll be fine. I think, you know, as we can see there, they can turn Nottingham Forest over at home. They'll probably beat Wolves. They could beat Southampton. They were unlucky against Liverpool the other day, probably, you know, only a 2-1 defeat. And that was two own goals. So they've got it in them to get out of it, you know, and, and stay solid in a mid-table position, I think. They're definitely sort of an interesting club, sort of. If you look at the, just looking at the table, like they've got the joint second most losses in the league. And that's obviously due probably to their poor start. They're just, but they've managed to win more than the teams below them. So it's kind of, in my view, they're sort of got out of the hole they were going to be in. And I think they've only kept Rogers, who's due to their money. Um, situation. So, without being able to strengthen, though, they need to hope Madison's injury isn't too bad. Otherwise, that could start to pull them in, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Leicester, again, they are fundamentally only three points off the relegation zone. So, it's hard to rule any of these teams out. But, you know, Vardy up front, Pats and Dak, I do think is a very good striker. You've got Madison, Tillmans, um, and Didi. Like, there's so much talent in that Leicester squad. I do think they've kind of weathered that early storm. And, and momentum's a tough one to overturn. When everything's going against you, it can be tough at times to get out of it. But Leicester, for me, although, yes, they're three points off, for me, 100%, I, I think they'll stay up. They've got the quality. They have got the manager, despite the doubts over Rodgers. Um, so, for me, there's not really any doubt. Although the points so differently, I don't think there's real doubt that Leicester will, will now go down. Um, we'll move on. I, I, I'll kick things off with Leeds. So Leeds, I think I had them 17th. So I, I, pre-season, I had them pretty close. Um, they're in, in 14th place. They're on 16 points. Um, 
again, I, I, I kind of want to change my mind a bit on Leeds. I, I do think, again, only two points off, but I do like their squad and I like a lot of their players. There is a lot, you know, obviously there's been injury doubts, but there's been, you know, they've got Bamford, they've got Harrison, even, you know, you've seen Somerville, like even the players they don't expect to do well have turned up and done some seriously good or standout performances. Um, I won't go through the whole squad, obviously, but again, similar similar to Leicester, I do think they have got the squad to get themselves out, out of trouble. And although... I think the only concern for me would be would be Jesse March. Although I think he's a good coach, he's not been in this relegation battle before. And maybe you could argue... Well, it's a fact, but he's not got that experience in a, an English side yet. So that would probably be my only concern. Um, but again, I do think they've got the players who will turn up in a big game and, and get them a point. And, and as we saw against Newcastle at the weekend, like when, when they want to get sort of down and dirty and play the, the sort of dark side of football, a bit of time wasting, perhaps they can do the, the dirty side of the game as well. Um, so less, less concerned about Leeds, I'd say. What about you guys? Yeah, I would agree. I'm I'm not too concerned with them. You know, they beat Liverpool at Anfield. They beat Chelsea at Ellen Road. You know, I think they're capable of doing it. The problem with Leeds is they, they can go on a pretty awful run. But like you said, when they need to, they'll grind out a result. Like they went to Newcastle um, previously and ground out a nil-nil draw. So they've got it in them to do it. Um, I, I wouldn't say they score many goals, though. That's probably their main issue. But they can still get a one-nil. Which I think they're, you know, which is what's good for them. Um, I think, I think the problem with Leeds is perhaps maybe the fans' expectations. They sort of want more. Um, and I understand because of Leeds' history, they are a big club. But you know, they were out of the Premier League for nearly twenty years. So, I think just be realistic with where they are at the moment. Where they are is where they should be. You know, Bielsa got them up first. You know, when he got them up, he did well with them. But I would argue that that was expected. You know, his style of football become very predictable in the second season. So I I don't think, you know, they need to be panicking at all. I think survive this year, maybe look to survive next year or progress a little bit further up the table. But yeah, no need to be too too much putting too much pressure on this team because they are young and they are learning as they go along. No, I think you're right with that, Reese, with this not scoring too much goals. I think Bamford needs to be back and fit for them to sort of help them not have to be in the relegation scrap. Um, at the start of the season, uh, Rodrigo was was scoring. Um, we'll have to see if he does hit back some of that form. But when I watched them against City the other night, they do the sort of dark arts, as you say, they'll put in tackles, but sometimes they make stupid tackles. I remember one, I, can't, I don't think it was this season, but it was against... It was against um, Arsenal and it was just a red card in by the corner flag and it was just stupid. And I do see Leeds sometimes doing that and that will cost them points in the sort of long run. And you don't need players suspended when there's going to be injuries and so forth to actually disrupt you. The good thing with Leeds is obviously they're, I think you said two points off the off the relegation, was that right? Yeah. They've got yeah. a game in hand. 
and their next fixtures are actually <clears throat> not too bad. They've got West Ham, Villa, Brentford, Forest, and then they've got United in their next five in the Premier League. Um, their games they should be looking to win probably th- maybe three of them. That's kind of where they should be trying to aim. And then once they get, probably if they get them three wins, that'll give them a bit of a comfort to not be in the relegation scrap. But well, three like, three wins. <laughs> three wins at this point would, would put you miles clear of the relegation. It would, but <laughs> you got to, I think you've got to try and, you in them games of fixtures with the form that some of the teams are in, you've got to try and be aiming, aiming for that. And you've got to be looking on the optimistic side rather than, you know, the doom and gloom. Well, let's let us let us talk Bournemouth now. So Bournemouth are in 15th position. They're on the same point, 16 as Leeds. Um, and obviously they were Bookie's favourites to be to be relegated pre-season. Um, so much so that I think all of us had them in our bottom threes pre-season, I believe. Yep. So Dries, we'll we'll come back to you. Where do you sit on Bournemouth? Where 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 have you changed your mind, I guess, is what I'm asking. No. Um, I think Bournemouth, I think everyone seemed to get sucked up in that hype of Gary O'Neill, you know, but they seem to forget that every time a club seems to appoint their um, standing head coach, you know, or whatever they call it, um, caretaker coach, it never seems, once they become permanent, it never actually goes to be successful. I mean, I can't think of the last time that's actually happened. I mean, to me, the only one that would stick out was Martin Yeo at Spurs in 2004. But it just never happens. And and now it's starting to happen. You know, they did well when he was caretaker, but, you know, they've lost four of the last five, something along those lines. You know, I, I don't think they've got it in them to do it. And I think they're sliding down. And I think the teams below them, it's not even like they're worse than them. I just think the other teams below them are more capable of taking a result at, probably getting a result against other clubs. I don't think Bournemouth are really consistent enough to do that. So I think they're gonna they're gonna go down with a whimper. They probably won't finish bottom. But yeah, it's not it's not looking good for them. No, they're an interesting sort of team because they have conceded the most in the league. Um so defensively they need to do something. And I think the way they've come back, unfortunately They've played three games, conceded five, scored none. It's a bit of concern. And I think they had about 60% possession versus um, Palace. And they only mustered up two shots on target. It's when you, when you're like Bournemouth aren't going to dominate the ball for many of the games this season. So when they do, they really need to make it count. And Palace would probably were there for the taking in that sort of game for them. That's what Bournemouth should be aiming for, a win a win, or at least picking up some point there because every point counts, as you can see how close it is in the bottom. So that's where I'm a bit concerned. Um, the Chelsea loss obviously was expected and so was the Newcastle one in the Cup. But I think it's the way of the performance. I didn't think they were massively inspiring against you for your tuna win, George. Um, so it's it's just I don't see how they're going to get out of it. That's the problem I have. Um, their next games are okay. They've got United, Brentford, 
Forest, Brighton, Newcastle. Actually, when I've said that, it's not all right. It's quite <laughs> a terrible list. Yeah. <laughs> um, so really, they've got to be aiming for that Forest game to pick up points because they're at home and Forest are dreadful away. That's really what they've got to be aiming for. And they're going to be amongst, they're definitely going to be amongst the bottom four minimum for me. Yeah, I feel like these guys are more the for, for Bournemouth. I feel like it's just the opposite of everything I've just said about Leicester. So Leicester have a pretty good, you know, core squad of players, a good experienced manager who's highly rated. For me, I feel like Bournemouth have the opposite. They don't, I don't think their squad, the the quality and experience in their squad is great. Um, they've not got those sort of you know classic like Premier League centre backs who you know you you put faith and you think they might get you out of trouble. Um, I just, like, to be fair, against Chelsea, like, you know, obviously we expected to win. They did have a sort of 15, 20-minute spell of where they looked good, and but they didn't score. That, that, that's the bottom line. So, you know, Solanke, when he hits form, looks okay. But when you compare that to, you know, the other teams they're competing against, I just don't think they're going to have the quality to to, to get through. And if you're going to make a case from you look at the manager and go, you know, Gary O'Neill, no disrespect to him, but he's not, he doesn't scream of that manager who's going to win a relegation battle and, and you're you're really confident in him to get up. And I think, Reese, your point, like we've seen it with so many managers, they come in, you get the new manager bounce, you get everyone ticking, they become permanent and then it doesn't quite go as, as well as it was before. Um, so for me, I do think Bournemouth are probably still in my opinion, probably favourites. I, I do think they're going to slide down the table eventually. Um, let's move on to the next position. So 16th place, Everton. They're on 15 points. So again, literally one point above the relegation zone. Where do you guys stand on Everton? A bit of a weird team. Um, are, they, are they going to stick in and get dragged in? Reese. Um, I think they'll be okay. Oh, I still think they'll be fine. Um, they might slip into the relegation zone once or twice, but but the difference with Everton is, yes, we know that they've probably not got really the money and we knew they were going to struggle. I think the difference for them is when it comes towards the end of the seasons, when they'll hit hit their sort of get out of second gear and I think they'll start pushing on. Everton are probably the team most capable out of all these bottom ones who would beat the they'll beat the Arsenal's at home, they'll beat the cities at home, they'll, you know, they get a draw at City away, for example. They're capable of that. Their big problem is is then they'll play Wolves at home like they did and lost. Draw at home, I think it was to Nottingham Forest. That's their problem. You know, they need to, you know, it's all good beating. It's all good getting the draw at City. But the games before that where they, you know, lost to Wolves. And I don't think they won before that either. You know, you've dropped six points there. You're better off having the six points and losing to City. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that's where they need to sort themselves out. But I, I, I'm fully confident they will. They'll get clicking again and, and they'll grind themselves out. They might finish even, you know, around 13th, 12th, something like that. I, I don't see why they can't do that, but I think they've got enough quality to get out of there without any real panic. And I think Everton fans, you know, shouldn't have such a negative atmosphere at the moment. I think they need to understand they'll be okay and they can push on next season. Well, saying that, sort of back to the sort of fixtures that they just had, their last three in the league, barring the City draw, was Leicester, Bournemouth and Wolves, and they lost all three. And they're the three, they're three of the teams that we're going to be mentioning in this video. So that them them results are very concerning. 
especially like they lost 3-0 to Bournemouth, who we're saying we don't see how they're going to come out of it. It's And then the game against City was, it was a fantastic goal that they scored. But then if you go in off that stats, they had an XG of 0.08 for a whole game. Now they've picked up the draw. I'm slightly bitter. Of course I am. But it's more, you can't sustain that. It just isn't going to work to stay up when you're losing to the teams around you, picking, and then you got to hope for a draw. They'd rather have beaten Wolves and lost to us. That It's just, I think, I think they will be okay, but stuff like that is just concerning. And Calvert-Lewin played against City. Um, so if he can stay fit and get back to the goal scoring, he's much he's much more likely to keep them up than Mope is. We've seen it Mope. Brighton got rid of him because he weren't scoring despite having an XG of a hundred per game pretty much. It was just never gonna score. So he doesn't bring you that confidence for Everton. Um they but like you say, Reese, at home they have the sort of they can bring that sort of atmosphere that can get should get your team up and sometimes it can grab you a point out of nowhere but it obviously didn't work when they played Wolves a few about a week ago now yeah and this is it before obviously John you know you sort of take the platform but this is the thing you know they've got Everton uh, they've got Brighton next you know they're more than capable of winning that but then they play Southampton and uh, West Ham in the league uh, they've got Man U in the FA Cup in between that but you know, they're very much capable. They do one step forward, two steps back. You know, they'll probably beat Arsenal at home on the 4th and get a draw at Liverpool on the 13th of February. But they would have lost... I don't the know about other... that. Their record at Anfield is dreadful. It's Everton, isn't it? This is what they seem to do. And then they'll probably lose to West Ham and Everton. You think, well, you could have had six points there, you know, and not worry too much about the four points you just picked up. It's, it's that sort of thing. But yeah, they're, they're quite frustrating at times. Yeah, Everton are a very strange team because, for me, the the problem with Everton is just the lack of consistency. As you guys are saying, like they have got the quality. Yes, I I do think that they have struggled with with injuries, particularly to Calvert-Lewin. I don't think Calvert-Lewin's played consistently now for, what, a year and a half, maybe more? Um, I do think once he's back firing and fit and 100% fit, we will slowly see them grinding out results, getting to the top of the table. You know, even Wolves, you know, they they had the chances to win that game. They got unlucky. They, you know, I guess you could argue, yes, you shouldn't be counted in the 95th minute, but we've seen it happen to, to big teams. You know, they were pushing for the win, maybe a bit of naivety, getting caught out. But yeah, I, I do, it's, it's, it's a hard one to call because the, the City result gives me a lot more confidence in Everton. Because despite the XG, I mean, no, no, no small team goes to City and, and has an XG of more than like you know zero point five. But the more interesting point I think for Everton and, and going in their favour was City didn't do much in that game either until the nine, you know, until the eleven minutes added time. I think City's XG was less than one. <laughs> so although we can, you know, you can dig out Everton for that and say oh they didn't create, but they stopped City creating and that's why they got the result. Um, and if they can do more of that away to the big sides, they'll start accumulating these little points that they shouldn't have won. But as you said, 
you know, the, the teams you listed off, Jamie, like Leicester. So, you know, you, you have to at least, if, you know, if you don't play well, get a point. You can't be losing to those teams consistently because you ain't going to get anywhere. Um, but again, I, I, I do believe in Lampard, as I've said a million times, and, and that's not biased. That's understanding him as a manager. Um, he, you know, he comes in for a lot of criticism, but last year, you know, they're capable of surviving a relegation scrap by generating a, an atmosphere at home. We saw it last season. So comparing them to a team like maybe Bournemouth, you'd give Everton, you know, <laughs> you'd pick Everton every day of the week. So I do think they'll stay up. I don't think it's going to be a smooth ride. Um, but we, we time will tell. So let's move on now to West Ham in 17th place. Let me say that one more time. West Ham are in 17th place. They are on 14 points, which is the same as Forest. So technically they're in the relegation battle. Um, well, they're very much in the relegation battle, but you could argue they're in the rele relegation zone. So, last five fixtures in the Premier League for West Ham. Loss, 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 loss. Jamie, why on earth are West Ham even in this conversation? What is going on? Um, I think it's kind of the syndrome of having a few good seasons and then dropping off. You saw Leicester do it. A bit like last season, where they had their seasons where they were they won the FA Cup and were challenging for Champions League spots, where arguably they bottled bottled them. Um, but West Ham have had their sort of they had their very good Europa League run, getting to the semi final, um, and doing quite well in the league. It's it's now the drop off, and unfortunately, it's been a bit of a dramatic drop off, and. It seems to be that the goals have started to sort of dry up where you had like Bowen scoring quite a few goals. Antonio was chipping in as well. Then and then you got that sort of players here and there getting a goal, but that seems to have dried up a little bit. And that's what I think is their issue. They're still not bad defensively. Um they've conceded what twenty two goals, which is better than a fair few teams. <laughs> It's better than Spurs's. It's better than Fulham, Brighton even. So it's really just the goals that are really, they just need to start scoring. Um, the Europa League, sort of the Conference League, sorry, is something that could be causing them, I don't know, fatigue. They're playing the most amount of games now they're playing in that. So it's something you it might be they need to sort of scrap off just to survive. I think they've got enough quality to do that, but they've just they've got to start doing it. Um, with their next games, the next three games are Leeds away, Wolves away, and Everton at home. They've got to start hitting the ground running very quickly because their three games against teams we're talking about who are within this relegation sort of battle. They have to start picking up game points, sorry. Um, but with them being away, it makes it a bit harder. Reese, what about you? Um, I think, again, they'll be fine. I know I've mentioned this to you two uh, several times now, the idea of what I call a David Moyes team. Um, if you look at his Everton history, how often did it happen where they'd have a good season, then they'd have a poor season, then a good season again, then another poor one, you know, a slow start, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's it's a strange it's it's a strange thing how that happens, but it happens. You know, the squad is decent on paper. You know, it they will be fine. I think they're very similar to Leeds. I think there's a bit of a 
expectation on them. I think is a bit unfair because when they wanted that, you know, because I think the last time they got what they thought was, you know, right for them, it was Pellegrini and, and nothing actually happened there. He blew a load of money and it all went wrong. So David Moyes is much more stable for them. I think he's got those players in there that will give him a guaranteed seven out of 10, the Craig Dawson, like minimum Craig Dawson's, uh, Declan Rice's, Antonio's, you know, he, he likes those hardworking players. He's, I'll argue as well with the goals. Has he ever had a striker that scored him probably more than 15 goals? You know, I mean, I remember he's probably his best ever signing as a manager was probably Tim Cahill and he, was, he wasn't he was a striker for, for Everton. So I think that's that's a big thing. They, they work well as a team in general and I think I think they'll be fine. They'll, they'll beat, upset a couple of the big boys at home and then get a couple of solid draws away and then they'll have a good season next year. So I don't think there's anything to worry about, worry about there. It's, it's just how the board react probably either in the summer or to, you know, with transfers and back Moyes, or it's a matter of, do they decide to let go of him soon and, and appoint someone else? Well, I think, I think with those three next fixtures you mentioned, I mean, if they don't get results in any of those, I think the board are going to get very, very twitchy because they would effectively then actually be in the bottom three. They would have played all the teams around them and not got a result. And then we'd be, I think alarm bells would then seriously be ringing if they don't get results in those games. Um, again, it feels like a similar story to what I said on Leicester. You know, they've got actually a pretty good squad in terms of players' experience. They've got a manager who's been there and done it. And, and generally, you know, some people might debate it, but Moyes is a good manager. So I, I can't get my head around why they're in this bad form. I just can't. And, and you know, even the Europe's, you know, the Europe case, like, you know, we saw Burnley, I think, do it a few years ago where they were in Europe and then just it kind of actually was worse for them than than better. But this is ridiculous. Five in a row losses. It's just it's just so uncharacteristic of this West Ham side. Um, one point to bring up. Mark Noble. Is it, you know, it it's easy to put two and two together. West Ham were very worried when he was retired and, and completely left the club in no capacity. And it looks like they're lacking a leader. So I, if you want to kind of not point the blame, you know, he's entitled to retire, but that's the only real catalyst to me that has changed in this West Ham side is Mark Noble leaving. So if anything, you, you could argue this form at the minute actually shows how much of an influence that guy had on this club. Because I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I can't imagine them in the situation with him in the dressing room. And it looks to me like they're a bit lost at the minute. They're lacking a leader. Things aren't going their way. Their star players aren't performing. And they're in that sort of Leicester period at the start of the season where they literally cannot buy a win for love nor money. And and something's got to change. Whether it's a dodgy penalty they get to win a game, whether it's a bad decision, whether it's a bit of luck. West Ham seriously needs something in these next three games or or we're going to be talking about West Ham relegation again, which is, is almost unthinkable, in my opinion. Um, but there you go. Let, let's actually move on now. We're getting into the, the actual relegation zone now. So the bottom three in 18th place, Nottingham Forest, 14 points. 19th place, Wolves on 13. And then 20th place, Southampton on 12 points. How do you guys feel about these clubs? Do any of them have a hope or will this be the bottom three at the end of the yeah, season? It's a good point. I mean, I think, I think let's um, draw on who we said would be our bottom three at the start of the season. Um, so 
So I have a little thing here because obviously I don't forget. So, Jamie, let's start with you then. You put, um, this is from 18th down, you went Brentford, Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest. Now, you're not too far off, but um, how do you feel with the current bottom three? Is it, you know, Do you think you're confident that your bottom three are going to come in? Well, no, because of Brentford. <laughs> um, Brentford, obviously, I was going with this sort of second season syndrome, putting them towards the bottom, but they seem to be doing pretty well. Um, more so watching them beat us <laughs> just before the World Cup break, and they looked very good. So my my bottom three won't be exact. <laughs> um, I I'm actually confident with the bottom, the other two, Bournemouth and Forest. Forest that we haven't really spoke about, but they've scored one away goal this season. That did get them a point, to be fair. So if you are going to score, at least make it count. And they got a draw against Everton away. But one away goal is appalling. It's it's not really like and I feel sorry for the Nottingham Forest fans. Like you travel you're travelling up and down the country to go see a team and they don't score. Like that's the minimum you expect. You minimum you expect to see some goals. But they do show some fight, obviously beating Liverpool and then drawing to Chelsea. And in that in that game against the Chelsea game, the second half, they deserved the point. They were very, very good. They dominated Chelsea really um in that second half. The first half, it was probably more in Chelsea's favour, but it sort of so they show they do have to fight about them. Um, I I think them being in the League Cup, while we do, I think all three of us do say, why don't teams try more in these cups to try and actually get a trophy? Sometimes when you're when you know you're just trying to stay up, it might be, be better not to be doing well in it. So they're now in they're still in the League Cup, and they've and we're speaking of another team in this bottom three. They're playing Wolves. So both of them are in the bottom three, but still in the League Cup. It and one of them's going to go through to, I believe it's the semi-final. So it's then getting into the points where they can win the trophy. Um, but I think staying up would probably be a. I don't know. Like I don't want to say win, staying up is better than winning a trophy because I don't think it is. But it's more important as a whole because you can go back and go down to the Championship and it's just such a slog to get out of and only sort of Fulham and Norwich seem to be the only teams that consistently come back up although I don't think Norwich are doing that great this season Um, so with them not great Wolves I think have got a big problem in scoring goals now they've just signed Kuna and if he doesn't hit the ground running I think they're going to be dropping into this bottom three of my prediction. And I have actually gone with my new prediction of Wolves, Bournemouth, Forest. Um, I'll go in that order as well. I think Southampton have just got something about them that will get them up, keep them up. But at the moment, they're not showing it. So they do need to turn it around and they're very close. They were very close to being in my bottom three again. And Jordan, let's hear from you. You went for, again, this is 18th to 20th. You went for Brentford, Nottingham Forest and Bournemouth. So you went the same as Jamie, just um, in different positions there. 
what were your thoughts on the bottom three then? So again, similar to Jamie on Brentford, I mean they've they've, they've definitely shown now they're a very together squad. Um, they've got some huge, huge results. The away win against the in the Etihad obviously is the the memorable one, um, and they were good that day as well. This wasn't a smash and grab; they were very good on that day. Um, I I do think they'll drop off in the second half of the season, but I, they've shown me enough now that I don't think they will be in that relegation zone. So credit credit to to Brentford on that. I think they're. I'm not saying they're out of the race, the the relegation battle, but I do think they'll have enough either way. The, the quality they've got up front alone, you know, Ivan Tony will, <laughs> assuming he's not getting banned, he well, will. Yeah, I was going to say that. You that's the fact. Yeah. Especially if, yeah, let, let's say he gets banned for eight weeks or something. Suddenly, we, you know, they'll they'll have an issue. Um, so I think they'll finish lower than where they are now, but I don't think they'll they'll avoid, sorry, they will avoid relegation. Um, in terms of my other predictions, I, I still do think, as I said earlier, I do think Bournemouth will be in the bottom three just because of the lack of quality and the lack of managerial quality. Um, Forest are... They're such a strange team. And although they did get a point against us yesterday, they played well in the second half, as Jamie said. They did nick that win against Liverpool as well. I do just think that they've not shown me enough yet all these teams, all these classic teams who survive relegation and stay up can go away from home and get a result once, twice a season against the big boys. And Forest have shown just nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, and as I said, I think I might have been touching it briefly last week, but Forest just go away and lose. That, that That's that's what they do, sadly. Um, and as Jamie said, what, one goal away? I, that, that's not a characteristic of, of a team who survives relegation. So although they've made the sign-ins, they need to somehow gel quicker. Because if they don't turn their away form around, they are going down. It's as simple as that. Um, and they're going to have some problems if they do because of all the money they've spent. Um, and it will be a real disappointment as well after all these years to just see them go back and, and kind of wither away. Um, so I'll stick with Forest. Um, <sighs> Bournemouth Forest. I think I'm going to have to say that my replacement for Brentford now in terms of a new prediction is Southampton. I I didn't think... Well, let, let sorry, go back a step. Every single season, Ralph Hassan-Hootel, at some point when he's needed it, has gone on a ridiculous run of form and got that team performing. They've done it, you know, last season, they went on a run of maybe six, seven unbeaten. They got big wins. He always pulled a result out of the bag. And sacking him to bring in Nathan Jones, personally, I don't think it's the right decision. I would have stuck with with Hassan Hootel personally because he always does find a way to turn it around. And now they're, they're five out of five losses, possibly more, bottom of the table. Their squad doesn't look that good. And their only hope of scoring goals is a James Ward-Prowse free kick. So, you know, again, you look at their squad, they're trying to bring in a lot of young, new, exciting players but none of them are Premier League players. So I it, it feels inevitable at this point that they're going to go down. Um, so, yeah, my new prediction would be Bournemouth, Forest and Southampton. And just quickly on Wolves as well, just I, I don't want to miss them out completely. Again, it, it's baffling that they're in this position. They've got a good base defence. They've got good attacking players. Podence, um, Neto, Jimenez. Uh, he... he 
don't know butcher his name, but he chan. Um Diego Costa for like Diego Costa just to add to their attacking ranks. They should not be in this position. Like they're just not like it's, I, honestly, I can't put my head around it. But either way, I think they'll find their feet soon. Um, and I do think they'll they'll get out of it. Yep. And I'll go with my final three again, 18 downwards. I went Southampton, Brentford and Bournemouth. So, yeah, looking at that, it's not, you know, it's not massively disparaging. Obviously, we've seen Brentford have uh, been, you know, comfortable at the moment. They're in 10th, you know, and I think they'll draw quite a few more games as well. But I don't think they're in any danger of going down. I think they're much better than all those other teams because they have a better structure in place as a club and they've got some good players as well. And um, but looking at this, you know, not in a forest in 18th, I think you're right. Their away form is atrocious. I think they scored one goal away from home, like you said, and that was in against Everton in August. So it's it's very, very poor. And, and whether you want to, you know, you can rely on your home form all you want, but you need at least a couple of points and a couple, maybe a win or two away from home, which I think Wolves are capable of getting. They can grind out a 1-0 win, Wolves. I don't think Forest can do that away from home. Southampton are the same as well. I think they can go and get a result somewhere. You know, it's just they seem to lose two or three before they go and win. So I think Forrest could be in a bit of trouble. I think they did the right thing keeping Steve Cooper. But I think it's just the others, I think, have that potential to claw themselves out, I think, is what's going to cause them. You know, they could get a run of form now, but they'll run out of steam by the end. So I think, unfortunately, Forrest might fall into that bottom three. Um, but no, through no fault of their own, you know, they didn't expect to be in the Premier League, I think, this season. So it gives them a chance to rebuild next, if any case. Um, Wolves, I said Wolves would have a pretty poor season because they seem to have just sort of, you know, put the brakes on the spending. Wolves' big problem is, is again, like I've said, you know, they've got the that ace super agent there bringing all these Portuguese players, but that only works for so long. You know, eventually you run out of players to find or you run out of players to attract. And, you can't have a culture like that at the club. Lopetegui, I would have thought, would have been promised the opportunity to actually sign players outside of that that spectrum a little bit. Um, but I think they'll be fine. I think Lopetegui is a good coach. You know, he had to put up with selling his best players every year at Seville. I won't think he'll have that problem at Wolves. So um, I think he'll be able to get them out of it. You know, it's just scoring goals is their main thing at the moment. So we'll make sure that, you know, they do just fine. Uh, Southampton I had them to finish in the bottom three every single time there is a there's that club who stays in the mid table for a few years maybe gets in the top 10 every now and then they always eventually go down Charlton Middlesbrough's you know you name it it's happened to them it happened to Newcastle before uh, Blackburn are a prime example and I think I think Southampton it, their luck has run out uh, I'll emphasise this here I think Nathan Jones needs time but his win record at Stoke was when he went to he left Luton the first time for Stoke. I think his win record was just fifteen percent. That's that's genuinely appalling. Yeah, fifth. Yeah, it was actually fifteen point eight percent. That's appalling. You know that that's shocking. And now he's at Southampton, and it could get much worse for him. I feel sorry for him, but Southampton have got themselves in this situation. You know, you can't keep selling your best players and not bringing in enough. Eventually, it runs out of luck. So I think they're going to go down and I think Nottingham Forest will fight to the death, but I think Nottingham Forest, it's just because the others can grind out. They'll go down and I think Bournemouth will still join them as well. And just to, just to wrap up as well, I mean, Nathan Jones, talk about throwing him in the deep end. 
bottom of the table, awful form, young squad. So he's maybe it's probably unfair to blame him if they do go down. But um, yeah. I don't I don't blame him for taking the job. But I think he had it pretty comfortable at Luton, where it seemed to click. It was just that sort of thing, you know. He then went to Stoke, and it was it was quite poisonous at Stoke anyway. But it was just it was just a horror show. And then he went back to Luton and had it comfortable again. I think he was better off staying at Luton. But I can't you can't knock somebody for wanting to take a job with better prospects, and that's what he's done. But Maybe they're preparing for life in the championship as well. I don't know. It makes sense if they are. It's the other teams in that. Are they prepared for it if they do go down? Well, there you have it. That wraps us up for another episode. As always, we want to hear from you, so please do reach out. But as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill.